Hey, Thirst Buckets. In case you missed it, we were featured on another Slate podcast called How To with Charles Duhigg, and we want to share it with you here. Charles Duhigg is a journalist and author of books like The Power of Habit. And in each episode of his show, he helps someone tackle a big problem in their life by enlisting the help of experts. In this episode, he hears from a listener who has trouble with online dating. And that's where we come in. We give our best tips and tricks on how to make her profile stand out. And we talk to her about some of the challenges we experience in the dating pool as black women. Give it a listen. And if you like the show, you can subscribe to How To with Charles Duhigg wherever you get your podcasts. When you find someone online and, and you reach out to them or they reach out to you, what what happens next that sometimes throw things off path? Uh, people are like, oh, you live in Queens. I'm in Brooklyn. See you next lifetime. You know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> We're all guilty. Yeah. I've literally unmatched someone when I saw like Long Island City and I was like, wow, what a great guy. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> From Slate Studios in Brooklyn, New York, it's how to win the online dating game. I'm your host, Charles Duhigg. And now it's time to meet today's contestant, Tracy. Hey, Charles. Hey, Tracy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time to visit with us. Sure. This is exciting. And Tracy, where do you live? I live in a city called Dumfries, Virginia. It's 30 miles south of Washington, D.C. And have you been single for a while? My last serious relationship was 2014. Okay. Okay, so it's been it's been a yeah. little while. Yeah, it's been a long while. <laughs> and let me ask you, if I was looking at your your profile on Match or on OkCupid or one of these websites, what what would it say? It would say like single, professional, female, um, independent, likes to work out, live music in the beach. You know, it's very basic. Maybe it's too basic. Tracy has a lot going for her. She, she's got a good job. She's in her early 50s and she's fit and active. But when it comes to finding Mr. Right, she worries that she's doing it all wrong. Or that something is working against her. I've been noticing a trend on some of the online dating sites where... And I've read an article, and I can't remember where I read this article, but I printed it out for my friends, that African-American females are the least likely to get asked out. And that sucks. You're an African-American single woman yourself? I am, yep. The reason why that's something worth mentioning is because, as Tracy said, there was this OkCupid study a few years ago that found that Black women receive far fewer messages and get far fewer replies when they're reaching out to potential matches than any other group. And it's hard, because online dating is now the most popular way for couples to meet, according to studies, even more popular than finding someone through friends or family. So how does Tracy stay true to herself and find true love? At my age, I think it's important to have a companion, somebody who wants to be with you, who's not just fly by night. Coming up, we'll talk with two experts on modern desire who have some tips for Tracy and everyone else who plays the online dating game. That's after this word from our sponsors. Vanguard was founded on a simple but radical idea that an investment company can succeed because it puts investors first. 
Vanguard is client-owned. You own their funds and the funds own Vanguard, which means Vanguard is built to ensure that your interests will be the priority. Together, Vanguard's 30 million investors are changing the way the world invests. Visit Vanguard.com or talk to your financial advisor to learn more. If you're like me, you use LinkedIn all the time. And the reason I use it is because almost everyone I know is on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn helps me figure out who they are quickly. In today's age of a million messages per minute and not enough hours in the day, how do you really catch people's attention? You catch it by going to places like LinkedIn. LinkedIn can help you speak to the right professionals at the right time. You're able to connect with the right business leaders who are relevant to your company. And with LinkedIn ads, you can make sure that your messages are getting through to those relevant people. In a recent survey, 71% of people said that they use the information they find on LinkedIn to inform their business decisions. LinkedIn is offering a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit to launch your first campaign. Simply visit linkedin.com slash doohick, my last name. That's linkedin.com slash D-U-H-I-G-G. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, my friends, let's talk about sleep. According to studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins, chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression and diabetes and obesity and cardiovascular disease and frankly just feeling terrible the next day. And that's because we need eight hours of sleep per night. And one of sleep's biggest problems? Temperature. It can be tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or too cold. And so that's why I'm here to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is this high-tech bed that is designed specifically to help you achieve your optimal sleep fitness. And right now, you can try the Pod for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, 8 Sleep will refund you your purchase and arrange a free pickup. For a limited time, Get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash howto. That's $150 off and free shipping when you visit eightsleep.com slash howto. 8sleep.com slash howto. Tracy, tell me about the last date you were on. Did it go well? The last date date I was on, I actually had three dates with him, but on the third date, his intentions were different from mine, and I felt like I was misled, and so it did not end on a good note. Because all of these men are like, oh, looking for a serious relationship with a woman of my dreams or whatever. Okay, cool. That's I'm looking for that too. But yet, when it comes down to it, they're not. They're not. Or I'm something to try. Oh, I've never been with a black woman. Or You know what I mean? It's like I'm some project or something which is totally annoying. And totally the kind of topic that might come up on the podcast, Thirst Aid Kit. If you haven't heard Thirst Aid Kit, you are missing out, my friend. It's this like funny and fascinating look at how pop culture shapes our lusts and our desires. It's also now part of the Slate podcast family. Beautiful hands. They're so big. Big and like they don't look skeletal. Like he just, <laughs> his hands just look very capable. Right. And as a woman with, you know, I'm Southern. I got a little something happening in the back. <laughs> I need to know that somebody can handle that. Thirst Aid Kit is hosted by Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Tracy. I'm Bim. Hi. And I actually thought that um, 
that Tracy, that Nicole and Bim would be kind of these perfect advice givers for you because because their show is all about understanding desire and being honest with ourselves about mm-hmm. what, what we want and what we don't want and what other people want. And they're both women who date and they're women of color. Right. So Bim and Nicole, how have you thought about this in your own lives? Uh, uh, like about how these dynamics of race and gender play out? Um, So it is really difficult for black women to date online, um, particularly if they are interested in dating outside of their race, because of what Tracy mentioned. Um, Men will say, I've never been with a black woman before. And so they're not looking at you because you're cute. You have a little cute button nose or because of your bio, they just see brown skin and they're like, "Okay, let me work on this jungle fever fantasy that I have, which is insulting and belittling and it makes you feel like crap. So I'm 42. So I also know about being, you know, no longer, quote unquote, young um, Mm -hmm. and being on a dating app. Bim, what what about you? Now, you're from the UK originally, right? I am from the UK, um, where we don't even do dating like Americans do. It's all very new for us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're this very old country where people just sort of fell into relationships. They just "Eh." put on the powdered wigs. Essentially, that's basically it. But I will say, you know, I did use a couple of the apps when I was in the UK, And yeah, it's difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody, but for some people, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. And I put us in a very kind of specific category um, of wading through all sorts of crap that ideally you would not be dealing with. Right, exactly. So, okay, so let's take a step back. Like, what would the the first bit of advice you would give Tracy? Can I ask, um, what is your age range, your preferred age range? 45. To 60? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, why did you say hmm? <laughs> Is that too um, broad? <laughs> no, not at all. I would even suggest widening it even more, even younger, I think, well, if you're I comfortable. I'm comfortable, but I'm finding that a lot of women who are over a certain age don't even get looked at because we're over a certain age. So... If you're in my age category, if you're a man in your 50s, a lot of them want women in their 30s, you know, or even 20s. And so in order for me to try to see if there's somebody at least my age who wants to be around somebody my age, I have to say, okay, maybe 40 or 45. But heck, yeah, I'm good with 35. (laughs) I'm good with that. And it's funny because I don't look 54. Um. Which, can I, can I just goodness. say, Tracy, I already knew that even yeah, before you said yeah. it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I bet she looks 36. <laughs> yeah, I would say try a 35-year-old if that's what you feel comfortable with. You will actually be surprised by how many men. And, you know, I won't I won't say that they're all, all their intentions are good. But right. there are a lot of 30, 35-year-old men who are very interested in 50 and up. Okay, so there's the first rule. Expand your parameters to increase your odds. You know, live a little. And also, I wonder if you could maybe, in your bio, um, add like a funny quote or something kind of funny, something from a movie, put more of your personality into it, make a little Mm -hmm. quip, link your um, Instagram account. Some dating apps have it where you can link a, a favorite song from Spotify or you can link your Spotify account so people can see what kind of music you're into. It's such a delicate balance of trying to be funny and not quite knowing the other person's sense of humor and trying to appeal to a broad base, but not too broad. And you definitely want to give an idea of who you are, but you also don't want to like 
put your whole life bio in there. Right, I was born I in a farm right. in 90 years. Right. No one's <laughs> looking for that, right? Exactly. Here's the next rule. Your bio should be more personality than information. And studies bear this out. You don't need to give someone a full picture of your life. You just need to give them this kind of interesting snapshot. I will say you kind of have to do a kind of a minus and a plus. Like you you essentially add something one week and take it away the next and see what people respond to. There was a time I had a weird quote and people would respond to it either well or not well at all. And you're like, all right, well, take that out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a constant uh, it's a constant battle of trying to figure out what do people want? Right. My opening line is Southern, but not a bell. So that way mm. they know not to expect a submissive, genteel kind of person. And mm-hmm. it just shines a spotlight a little bit on what they have to deal with if they do decide to approach you. And and so, Tracy, like if I was reading your bio right now on your on your your dating sites, mm-hmm. what would it say? Like, what's the first sentence? Single professional female. The same old boring uh, line. Yet Nicole's shaking her head. She does not like that. <laughs> Bim neither. Okay. Okay. So let's workshop it. So what? What's the most unique thing about you, Tracy? Um, I I like to upcycle things. I make stuff. My handle's either DIY girl or something like that because I work with tools. I build furniture. I make old stuff look new. I would say um, something like. I make old stuff look new, but you need to look good from the beginning. I don't know, like something like yeah. something a little, you know, a little bit of an attitude because right. they need a little a little heat. At putting single professional female, hopefully they know that you're single. You don't need to put that. You don't need to put that you're a female. The professional thing is also, honestly, for most people, a turn off, even though, you know, they want you to have a job, but they don't want you to rub their noses in it. And I know this sounds awful. Right. It sounds terrible. But I'm not saying that you should just be like, oh, I'm a, you know, stay at home, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's still just like, it can be a little intimidating because people get this idea of what a professional woman is. And what she wants. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Because my boss, um, I asked him, like, what he thought. And he says, you're intimidating. I'm like, Why? So I never got that. It's because you speak in full sentences and have a job. <laughs> like that's that's how yeah. basic it is. It's not even. It's it sounds. Well, this is obviously a massive generalization. Right. But the the simple idea. People always say that I want someone who's independent and does this, that, and the other. But essentially, a good number of people on these apps are looking for someone who they feel somehow bigger than, more mm. than. Yeah, and and you know, most of us we want to be needed. So if someone sees single professional female, that reads, she doesn't need me. Mm. What does she need me for? Again, it's not to say lie. It's not to make yourself smaller. It's just kind of like you'll reveal these things when they have proven worthy to get this information from you. Here's another tip. On the one hand, you want to be honest about who you are. But but on the other hand, you don't want to give away too much too soon. And you can be a little provocative. You, you want to leave people curious. It's a game, right? It's okay to maintain some mystery. 
So, so what do you think? Like, what would Tracy, if you were coming up with the first line of your of your Bumble uh-huh. profile, like, what are you thinking? Well, actually, since you said the stuff about the old stuff look new, I would probably put I make old stuff look new and new stuff look old. Which category do you fit in, or something like that? Yes. There you go, yes. Tracy. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> A live workshop. Yes. Yes. I love Man, it. I don't think we've ever solved something like this so fast. Uh, <laughs> that's intriguing, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But I think so much of dating, I think, ultimately is a numbers game. I don't believe in soulmates. I think you find people who like what you like and you like what they like. And then you try and sort it out around life's many variables. I don't think there is any specific magic formula here. I think it really is just trying and trying again and then, you know, take a break and then (laughs) try again. So the one thing we haven't talked about is photos, right? Because all, all, mm. the photo matters so much in these profiles, right? right. Yeah. I, I, I. So, for example, the, the the app I use the most is Tinder, and that allows nine photos currently. Um, and of course, I make sure I look amazing in each one (laughs) i have a formula that is not foolproof at all but i'm like a couple where i look like a professional human being doing a job you know if i went to the beach that summer there's a beach photo because hello bikini slash (laughs) you know little cover up oh look it's me with a dog to show i care about small creatures it's me with (laughs) my friend's baby because babies are cute but also i don't want a baby right now etc you're trying to tell a narrative Mm -hmm. with these photos and it's very difficult to gauge but you know what what i also really like about tinder is that you essentially can rotate which of the photos is the lead photo Mm -hmm. so you can be Mm -hmm. like oh they respond to the afro out or when it's in braids or when it's in and it's kind of again massively tiring (laughs) but it's the game that we play right now. Tracy, what, what what photos do you have in your profile right now? Um, I have things that I like to do. So there's there's probably one of me either patching drywall. Um, there's one with me at work with my glasses on. And then there's one glamorous photo somewhere, like a full body shot that my sister took or something like that. I try to put my hobbies in there. Um, to show that I'm kind of like multifaceted or, or something. That sounds really good. And again, the fact that you have pictures of you um, putting up drywall and stuff, again, that's like, you got to impress me, right? right? Like, I can do this. <laughs> right. Can you do it? Like, that's I love right. that. I yeah. love that. I love the glamour <laughs> shot. I love the full body shot. I have, I, ho- I only have one full body shot because I'm like, that's enough. If you want to see me, you can ask exactly. me on a date. So again, this all boils down to it's not anything that you are doing wrong. It is just right. that your pool is too small right Limited. now. Yeah. 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 It's like a kiddie pool. Yeah. <laughs> so Tracy may be fishing in the kiddie pool, but at least we've learned a few tips for casting a wider net. However, there's still the other thing that Tracy mentioned. As a black woman in America, online dating is simply harder. And when we come back, Bim and Nicole will offer some ideas on how to deal with that. Twenty twenty is coming, and so many of you are probably thinking about getting in shape for you know the new year. But getting in shape—it's not just about losing weight; it's also about learning healthier habits and, and feeling better about yourself. 
And that means you could have more stamina to keep up with your busy life and, and be more in tune with your body's needs. Noom is this habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It has one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available, and it lets you track your meal habits and visualize portion sizes and see calorie density. No food is good or bad, and that's why Noom isn't a diet. It's a healthy and easy-to-stick-to way of life. You don't have to change everything in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash how to. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash how to to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash how to. The Great Courses Plus is an educational streaming service that makes learning incredibly easy. There's thousands of lectures on practically any topic you can think of from some of the best teachers in the world. And you don't have to make time to learn because the Great Courses Plus fits into your pocket and your schedule. You can watch on your lunch break or at the gym, you listen along while driving or washing dishes. One thing you want to be sure to check out is the Fundamentals of Photography, which is led by this award-winning National Geographic photographer who will give you these amazing tips and tricks to take better photos no matter what kind of camera you have. Make learning part of your daily routine with The Great Courses Plus. How-to listeners have access to a fantastic offer right now, a full month for free. Check out everything from ancient astronomy to self-defense strategies and everything that's in between. Sign up now through this special URL to start your free month. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash howto. Remember, that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash howto. And we're back with Tracy and our two experts, Nicole and Bim of Thirst Aid Kit. Let me ask you this, because I think that a lot of the advice that you guys are giving is great advice for everyone, right? Everyone who's listening, like they should have good profiles and we should have standards mm-hmm. and we should we should communicate with kind of an open heart, but not be suckers. But what what do you think that she should be thinking about that's a little bit different because she is a, a woman of color? Honestly, it just seems to me that Walking into something with the knowledge that something is different for you is half the battle. I think so many of my wonderful non-black friends will say, I can't believe you're single. How can it be? You're amazing. And I'm like, this is not news to me. I am great. (laughs) And I've said this to a couple of friends who are not black who kind of say that. And I say, hey, when you say that, do you understand there is a whole system situation that I cannot overcome, however wonderful I am? Right. And that I think that knowledge just helps me just kind of breathe through (laughs) some of the nonsense I encounter. I think genuinely, honestly, a lot of the time what I'm looking for is someone to acknowledge alongside with me that this thing is weird and a little bit messed up. Exactly. And not think that you're crazy. Right. Right. I don't think they quite understand the difficulty that I'm having because they're not black. Right. They don't. They don't get it. You know, they're blondes or they're like, well, what about your standards? Are they too high or, you know, they just they they think I'm either making it up or exaggerating because we are so close that we don't see color when we see each other. We just I just see my best friends. You know, they're just they just don't understand what I'm going through. Like you're just expressing what you know to be truth. Right. You've lived it. You understand it. You have the language for it. You know exactly what it is. And I think that also helps me kind of understand when I, you know, I'm going through, I'm on one of the apps or both or three or whatever, that 
being single is not, first of all, it's not a curse. But the second thing is kind of like, sometimes it's out of my control. And there's an urge to beat yourself up. What am I doing wrong? What am I, how, what am I messing up? And it's like, well, sometimes it's outside of you. And that's okay. It's important to think about that and to not carry this weight as though you have failed at dating. Sometimes it's just more difficult. And that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is. Nicole, you had mentioned like this this ever present thing, which I've heard from from other women who are friends of mine of saying like, I don't want to be the project, right? Yeah. What are the things that make you think like, ah, this this guy's in it for the wrong reasons? Um, honestly, I have gotten to a point where I just straight out ask, Have you ever dated a black woman before? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll say yes, and then they'll ask me, Have I ever dated a white man or an Asian man or whatever before? And I'll say yes, and you know, then we kind of go from there, and I just Pay attention to their language. You know when you know. Okay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they right. don't if they don't tell you very explicitly, I've never been with a black woman before and I've always wanted to. Yeah, that's a sign. Run. Yeah. <laughs> How frequently does that happen? Like someone actually saying something like like that sort of blatant and every cycle I'm on oh, yeah. the, every cycle I'm on the all the time really yeah all the time I would say on a monthly basis yeah this is, this is exhausting to keep all this stuff going on in your brain like there's yes. so many like subtexts and yeah. like imagine how tired we are <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you this though do you do you do you worry that one of the effects of this is to make you too cynical like Tracy do you feel like that's something that you've experienced. Well, I've experienced it, but I I just try to be open-minded. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt because I can be a little critical. Like if somebody is works at an auto body shop or something and he comes and he's got on his his auto body shirt with his name Hank on it or whatever his name is or if his nails are dirty or if his car is a piece of crap. You know, I shouldn't yeah. be that way. And and I've changed that because my car was a piece of crap, you know. So how do you guys think that Tracy should calibrate this? Like, how does she stay like kind of open minded and not not cynical, but at the same time have lines in the sand? I mean, well, I think her um, her boundaries about first dates and looking like you're well groomed and you're, that you at least put some effort in it is important yeah. because if you if if he's not putting forth any effort that's going to be indicative of the rest of the effort he gives because women go through a lot <laughs> exactly exactly and something like dirty nails which i completely understand because yep. that is a health issue um <laughs> keep them short and keep them <laughs> right. clean like come on but on the other now i'm looking at my nails <laughs> yeah. you guys have me all paranoid about my nails now everyone should be looking at their nails so let me ask you if you're talking to right now to the men of this world, what advice would you give to men listening to this about how to be better on dating websites and just dating in general? Um, I would tell men to stop holding on to the fantasy woman that they formed when they were 12. Hmm. The idea, whatever fantasy idea that they have of whether it's a willowy redhead, whether it is, you know, this bodacious blonde, you know, whether it is a a very fair skinned black woman or whatever, like whatever fantasy that they had that they're just like, this is what I deserve because I'm a dude and I want the best of the best. The best of the best comes in all different shapes and sizes and colors and and job professions and all this kind of stuff. Tracy, what about you? If there's one thing you could tell um, men listening, what would you tell them? I would probably tell them to just take a chance and, and, you know, just step out. If somebody 
seems interesting on paper, then take a chance, have a cup of coffee. It's just coffee and see what happens. You just, you won't know until you just step out on faith and see what happens. So let me ask one question that this raises for me. If we didn't have online dating, if this if this was all happening like it did like 30 years ago, like for our parents, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you meet someone in a bar or you you meet them because you have friends in common, would it be better? Like is 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 the world a worse place because we have online dating? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I actually get I think people I can I can kind of feel who's attracted to me if I'm talking to them face to face. And there's a lot of non-black men who find me attractive because they're talking to me. I will say with online dating uh, and like Nicole touched on something I thought was very interesting was the gamification of it. And so it takes away stakes. And I think it kind of also reduces you to very, very binary choices. You know, you have a specific age group, you have this race, you have this agenda, you have this religion, whatever, political leaning, whatever. I mean, there is sort of a tyranny of choice. And so I'm clicking endlessly. Yeah. So on the one hand, yeah, shout out to technology, progress, great. And on the other, it's kind of like, well, I'd probably be married with four kids. <laughs> you know, like, it's just one of those things. The world changes. The world is different. I don't. I try not to kind of lament it either way. Hmm. I don't I don't know. For me, I feel like the last two relationships or situationships or whatever you want to call them that I've had have been from online dating. Mm-hmm. And they were mostly really good experiences. I think what helps is that I do take breaks. I will deactivate my account for a little bit and then come back to it mm-hmm. is when I find myself getting very frustrated and very short with men um, on the apps. That's when I'm like, okay, this has been too much. It's, it's no longer pleasurable. It's not fun. So let me just take a break and right. then I'll come back to it. Yeah. And that helps just like a little reset. Well, I have to say, you know, normally we like do these calls and, and someone calls in with a problem and the experts give them advice. And, but I feel like I have learned so much. <laughs> As, as someone who will never be a single woman of color. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I, I actually feel like I learned so much. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys, to, to Nicole and to Bim and to Tracy. Like, thank you so much for being so honest with us and for sharing how to be in this world and and love and support Hopefully people who date while black and while white and while married and well, hopefully you're not dating while you're married. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully to all be better people. So thank oh, you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Tracy for sharing her story with us. And thanks to Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi. To hear more of their witty observations on pop culture and desire, you should definitely subscribe to their Slate podcast, Thirst Aid Kit. Do you have something that we can help you with? Send us an email at howtoatslate.com and we might have you on the show. And finally, we would love it if you would give us a review and a rating on wherever you get your podcasts. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Rachel Allen is our production assistant, and Merritt Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Asha Saluja and Cher Vincent. 
I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening.